Let's talk some footy now. Brennan Laney joins us. Good morning, uh, Brennan. How you doing? <laughs> yeah, good things, fellas. How are you? How yeah, are you? Yeah, what do you got, bad. mate? What's your, what's your go-to bowl in backyard cricket? Are you, <laughs> are you around the wicket? Are you straight down at 100 miles an hour? Well, Oof, you, you mate, I, the, good, the good part is I don't have a long run-up, <clears throat> so that's bloody good my fitness is gone. And um, and usually on the guy over there by the by the key pumping the key and uh, making sure the jugs are full. So my my backyard cricket shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like it's pretty good to me, mate. I'd have you on my team if you're keeping the jugs filled. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Well, someone's got to do their job. They do, mate. They do. Hey, um, how how tough was it watching that uh, that Ireland Scotland game the other day, mate? I, I I was ready for a rip snorter of a test. I thought. Everything on the line for this one. The Scots have been in great form, playing some great brand of rugby the last two years, and it was like they just forgot the game was on. Yeah, look, it was really tough to watch, to be fair. Um, I, I was the same, Ricardo. I was sitting there thinking, you know, the, the Irish boys hadn't really spoken about the Scottish much. That they'd been looking at um, the quarterfinal, and, and uh, you know, they've had some tough games as well with Safka as well. So... Um, you know, I thought the Scottish should have gone under the radar a wee bit, but gee was that that um, that Irish side were were really good, weren't they? Geez, they were good. Um, they just look like they know what they're doing. Everyone's uh, everyone's in the same game plan, and they really did take the game away from Scotland pretty much straight away. Um, the Scottish boys didn't have any ball, and the ball they did have, um, they got smacked over. And um, uh, look, yeah. I don't think it was anything the Scottish did wrong. I think it's just the way the Irish played. They they just played extremely well. And I'll tell you what, she's going to be squeaky bum um, all this week for the All Blacks because that Irish side are going to be bloody tough to beat. Really tough to beat. And I think what's the what's the state at the moment? I don't think we've the last eight games we've only beaten them three times. So um, you know we this will be the first time we've gone into a, a quarter final really. Not being the favourites, uh, maybe that's a good thing. Um, but uh, you know, that Irish side just looked really well polished, and, and they'll be pumped for the weekend. Just on there, Buff. Great to have you on the show, brother. Um, you spoke about the the Irish were quiet. Well, on the flip side, the Scottish were very vocal, and it come back to bite them in the bum, mate. It was what were they doing there? What was the go on there? Well, they had to pump themselves up somehow. Um, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, like it's, uh, they had to get themselves up for the game. Um, well, I think they probably were thinking that, that the exact same I was, uh, exact same thing I was thinking that they weren't really thinking about the Scottish courts and, and um, you know, the, the Irish boys have been thinking about other things. But yeah, you know, the, the, it just proved that um, this is how good this Irish team is, um, and uh, they came out and performed. And, and you do have to be a bit careful that day, is he? Can't mm. pump yourselves up too much and talk too much because it can bite you in the bum pretty quickly, and that's exactly what it did. Because that Irish team came out and absolutely pumped them really 36 14. That's, um, that's a big score in any test match and, and in, a, in a, a, a big game like that where everything was on the line for the squash. Um, that was, uh, it was quite tough to watch um, from a squash point of view, but that Irish side. Yeah, I, I, sounds like I'm on their side, but I'm not. But gee whiz, they were bloody mm. good, man. Really good. Just, just saw uh, Pete O'Mahony. He, he definitely read the headlines. They would have been plastered all throughout their uh, team room, their team hotel. But from a Scottish point of view, um, Brendan, just 
is there a disconnect between Gregor Townsend and the players? I've heard some rumours lately that it's an unhappy camp. Yeah, look, it's really tough when you're not involved, and you know I've only been speaking to a few of the boys from um, from my um, time, and you know if you're not a, if you're not a behind closed doors, it is a bloody tough one. But look, there's been a wee bit of that going on for a number of years with the Scottish guys. Um, you know, I've played with Tooney. He's uh, He's a special rugby player. He's um, he's certainly gone on and coached um, successfully as well. Um, and and <clears throat> I suppose like <clears throat> excuse me, I suppose like anything, you know, when you get to get to that level of coaching, um, your connection between your players and yourself, uh, it is quite a different relationship uh, from when you're playing. So um, you're not going to please every guy. You're not going to pick every guy. You just can't. Um, you're gonna you're gonna annoy someone. With a, either a non-selection or with the way you're playing, so um, you know that's a that's a really tough one. Um, and I, and I, it's a shame to hear that, really, because um, I'd say if you went into an Irish camp, that would be probably the opposite. Um, you know, where they're all really happy and and they're enjoying their rugby. So um, shame, it is a shame to hear that because it's going to translate onto the field, isn't it? You know, they're not going to get performances they want if there's a bit of dissension there. So uh, that's a real shame. You got you got that crowd too that they're going to have to contend with up there because it was a sea of green uh, against your boys Scotland. But what, what do you make? Like, let's just talk a little bit about this Irish team. We talked about this rush defence and how they're only giving up fourteen points a game. Um, is that a, is that a problem that def- defence for the All Blacks when and especially the lack of points Ireland are conceding? <coughs> Well, I'll keep you that they're such a good defensive team, aren't they? Um, look, defence wins your test matches, and Izzy will be the first man to tell you that. Um, you know, you miss tackles in any test match, you're, you're pretty much on the back foot. I think the way that the Irish scored a couple of their tries, there was just a couple of bad decisions on defence from, from Scotland, and, and you know, you give, a, give an Irish team or any team a chance like that, and, and they'll take, take their points. Um, the All Blacks can have to be really good, particularly around that centre area. I think you watched the way um, the Irish attacked there. There was a lot of dummy runners, a lot of short runners, a lot of passes behind, offloading behind. And um, I think that's going to test the All Blacks. Um, Rico Arning in particular is going to have to be on his game. Um, that's one part of his game, and this is pretty, pretty harsh to be fair, but that's one part of his game. He has to, he, uh, he's uh, you know, going from wing to centre. Is um, it's, it's really tough, you know, because you've got a lot of bodies and a lot of uh, decisions to make in a short amount of time. So I think the defence from the Irish has been extremely good, and um, and but their attack's just as bloody good. So it's going to be really interesting to see how they attack the All Blacks, but I think that's one area they will. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the All Blacks line up for that as well. Uh, but we want to talk NPC as well, because of course uh, we've got semi-finals in the NPC coming up this weekend, mate. Uh, quarter-finals this weekend saw uh, Canterbury take care of Auckland in Christchurch. Hawks Bay get up over the Bay. Just leave that hanging, wait for a response. No, <laughs> none. Uh, uh, Taranaki uh, really uh, do a number on Tasman and uh, Wellington get up over Waikato. What was your takeaway from, from this weekend's quarterfinals and how do you see the semis playing out? Well, I suppose it's like anything. Um, you know, the, the, the quarterfinals, they really are on the night. I, like the Auckland Canary game was a ripper, I thought. They, um, Canary did well to to sort of win that one because that Auckland side came out and performed really well. Um, Hawks Bay, well, they've had their troubles during the week and and uh, 
for them to get up against Bo Plenty was was really good effort uh, with all the distractions that they've had. Um, and you know, I think I think Taranaki's been one of the four teams all year. Um, Tasman, I, I thought they would have won that. I really did. But um, Taranaki played extremely well. Wellington, well, they've been one of the four teams all year. So it's made the semi-finals absolute rippers, isn't it? Um, and uh, I know we're talking NPC, but I was lucky enough to get in what's but uh, do the Heartland game on the weekend, and and there's there's the West Coast who. We didn't win any games in the Heartland last year, and, and they made the the, the the final. So how cool is that for, for West Coast as well? Bloody brilliant! They'll be still drunk over there. So it's great. <laughs> you were you were calling that game, weren't you? East Coast taking on South Canterbury. How would you have fared in that hucker? Mate, mate, that was all go, mate. That'd be funny. It was. Uh, <laughs> I got a text from a mate of mine and said, can you recite the South Canterbury Hucker? I said, mate, I don't even know the words for that one. That's the first time I've ever seen them do it. So it was so cool when uh, the East Coast boys really fronted up. And I'll tell you what, the East Coast guys were bloody unlucky. They they played some great rugby in that first half. They defended outstandingly well. They smacked the South Canterbury boys. I got talking to a couple of the, the South Canterbury guys after, Robbie Wright particularly, and he said... He said, man, we're sore. We're really sore. They, they, they really got stuck into us and, and there were some big hits. And I thought that, um, you know, barring them losing a couple of guys to the bin, um, the East Coast boys were right in the hunt throughout that whole game. So it was really cool to, to go down and, and do that game because uh, it was just a great crowd. It was, in a, and it was down at Bishopwood Rugby Club. Really good for the club, and and um, it was a great day. So uh, it's going to make the, the the final there in Tamuka with South Canary and Wanganui and Ebbsford Ripper. Yeah, mate, yeah, that, that is going to be the place to be uh, next weekend, mate. Well, what about um, you know had a lot of discussion over since he switched from league to rugby about where Roger Tuivasa-Shek's best position is, and it took the Auckland NPC coach to play him in the fifteen jersey. Um, I know Auckland lost that game, but how much of a difference maker was he, and what a different conversation it could have been if he was starting at fifteen from the start. Yeah, I felt sorry for Ricardo, or I'm sure you guys agree as well. He was he was put in a position of 12, which is so hard to learn from a guy who's coming into a completely different game. He might have played in the midfield you know, years ago, but the game's moved on, and I, I don't think he really got a fair suck of the serve, to be fair. Um, I think they should have probably chucked him on the wing at the start and let, let him just get involved in the game. <clears throat> Even fullback is, as he'll tell you, it's it's not as easy as just going from wing to fullback. Um, you know, and, and, you know, Izzy did it extremely bloody well, but um, for poor old Roger, who, who is an outstanding footballer, regardless of what game he's playing, that fullback position, once he got to learn the game a bit, was probably the spot to put him. And he proved that on the weekend. His feet are just magnificent. He brings the ball back so well. We can, he can kick, but he didn't really have to because he did, he did the running part so well. Um, and I think they probably didn't give him a fair chance. So it's sad to see him go back to the league, but the league guys will be pretty right to see him back, especially the Warriors. And, uh, and yeah, uh, Auckland have probably missed an opportunity um, and the Blues have missed an opportunity with him. Yeah, a lot of what I say, Abof, like uh, potentially would have seen yep. what could have been with Roger Tuivasa-Shek if he was given the chance. All right, mate, we're going to go around the grounds with you earlier on in the week. We're going to go through every game. You're going to pick the winner. Canterbury, Taranaki. 
Turnicky. Yeah. That's going to hoot. That's going to hoot. Yeah, boy. You know. Oh, good. Hawks Bay, Wellington. Uh, I think Wellington. Wellington have been playing really good rugby, mate. Uh, they're on fire at the moment, and they'll be tough to beat. Wash your mouth out. South Canterbury, one, really. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, South Canterbury got a record there that's, uh, that's there to be broken. And um, uh, to be fair to South Canterbury, the last couple of weeks, they haven't played as well as what they probably could have. Um, Oh, I think Wanganui's going to have a, a, a big opportunity to come down and beat them. But look, since I'm a South Canary man, I'm going to take the green and black attack. But that one there, I think, will be really, really tight. Beautiful. West Coast Poverty Bay. West Coast. Get into them. Get up. The coast. The, the coast. Well, I had good with, with uh, for them to win, the, win that. That would just be awesome. Um, you know, not winning a game all last year. And um, and to go out there and get into the final, how cool would it be for them to win that? Get out, get in the coast, get out the coast. All right, here we go, mate. All Blacks, Ireland, and why? I, I, look, I, I'm I'm gonna say the All Blacks because I love them, and uh, I think I personally think that that the they've got the game to do it. If they get a good start, the All Blacks get a good start. We will be. Um, will be too good, but it'll be bloody tight. If we don't get a good start and Ireland are in the game, they will hang in and hang in there all game and they'll put pressure on us. We have to have a good start. It's going to be a big one for us, I think. And we're going to have to have every opportunity that we get taken. If we don't, the Irish, they're not going to give us many either. So uh, we're going to have to we're going to have to play the game of uh, the game of the tournament, I think, and we're going to have to play the best game we've had in this tournament. So it's going to be huge. It's going to be a big one, all right, mate. All eyes are going to be on it. Uh, the question, I guess, is really, I know if we're going to do round the grounds, we might as well do the other one too, the other big one anyway. Uh, France, South Africa. Which way do you see that going? Oh, mate, how good that came? Well, this is where we get down to the nitty-gritty, isn't it? But um, <laughs> France were really impressive the other day, weren't they? Um, what what bench is the South Africans going to bring out? Is it going to be a 7-1 again? Who knows? Um, look, I, an 8-0. I think the French at home. Yeah, an 8-0. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> well, they might, might have been talked to the rest and be 9. But, um, look, it's uh, it's it's the French, the French at home... Um, they're going to be really tough to beat, aren't they? The crowd behind them, um, probably one of the biggest tests in the weekend, along with the Irish one as well, an All Blacks game. But I'm going to take the French purely for home advantage. Good stuff, Buff. Mate, appreciate your time. Go well and have a great Monday. Yeah, Cheers, Brendan. Cheers, Brendan. There we go. Uh, yeah, Brendan Laney uh, talking uh, rugby with us. Thanks to Hino Trucks, a better class of truck to make your working life easy. Uh, visit Hino.co.nz. And yeah, I mean, he did. It's a, it's, it's a bit like you, is he? I, I thought, uh, Kempi, we asked Buff about the Ireland All Blacks game. Talking it up, but talking it up from a position of like we're a chance. I actually thought he was going to say Ireland the way he was talking right at the mm. beginning of that yeah. that interview. Um, but you know, bleed black. You know, stick with your team. Um, stay on the right side yes. of it and open that universe up and give them all your all your good thoughts. That's all I can say because they're going to need it. I'll always, I'll always find ways to see how this team can win. Um, look, I know it's a difficult task. And if France win this, they'll probably go on and win this competition and win the World Cup. 
But we we got to find that belief, lads. I know it's hard to find at the moment, but as a country, we've got to believe that this team, this is a huge week. This is probably the biggest week rugby has had in a very, very long time. Up against Ireland, number one, 18 on a trot, whatever it is, to go and stop them. We need to win this because New Zealand, the All Blacks have the record for most consecutive wins. We cannot have Ireland go and get that record. Cannot, cannot. Plenty of texts coming through, double eight, double three. Keep them coming through. We'll get to some of those real soon. Uh, need a new mobile plan? Visit Kogan Mobile. You're listening to Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this spring.